Chapter 2. The Link Between Being and Non-Being Then God said, Genesis 1, 3. This first chapter of Genesis, in many places, prefixes the name God to what is said or done, so that there is no mistake as to the speaker or the doer, and that God Himself may be prominently presented to us in His divine personality. We read, God created, God made, God saw, God separated, God called, God placed, God blessed, God formed, God planted, God took, and God commanded. But the most frequent phrase here is, God said, emphasis added. As it is written elsewhere, He spoke, and it was done. Psalm 33, 9, emphasis added. He commanded the light to shine out of darkness. 2 Corinthians 4, 6, King James Version, emphasis added. The worlds were prepared by the Word of God. Hebrews 11, 3, emphasis added. He upholds all things by the Word of His power. Hebrews 1, 3, emphasis added. God's Word is then the one medium or link between Him and creation. Creation is, in one sense, immediate, the result of direct power. In another sense, it is mediate, as accomplished by the intervention of speech. How far this mode of statement is a condescension to man's weakness, we will not say, but the frequency with which it is repeated shows what stress God lays on it. There was evidently an intervention of something corresponding to human speech, if indeed the actual words were not spoken just as they are set down. Between the nothing and the something, non-existence and creation, there intervenes only the word. But after that, many other agencies come in, animate or inanimate, second causes, natural laws and processes, all unfolding the great original authorization. It is only as in connection with it that these laws and processes have any power at all. The power or energy of the original word still lasts, still vibrates through the universe, still keeps creation in motion, and still preserves the sequences and orderliness of all created things above and beneath. He is the sovereign speaker and the sovereign worker. Everyone and everything is under His authority. He says to this creature, Go, and it goes, and to another, Come, and it comes. He sits on His throne commanding the universe. It is that same word that is still acting, as effective and as potent as at the start. Why does the sun still move and shine? Not merely because of a word spoken some thousands of years ago, but also because that word is still operative and energetic. We read the original God said in every revolution, in every sunrise and sunset. By His word the present heavens and earth are being reserved. 2 Peter 3, 7. Vitality, growth, beauty, and fruitfulness are indications not of a past power, but of a present energy, a continuation of the original impulse, or rather of the very same original impulse still prolonged and working. My Father is working until now. John 5, 17. When the Son of God was here, He acted this way in doing His miracles. He spoke, and it was done. Lazarus, come forth. John eleven forty three. 
Young man, I say to you, arise. Luke 7, 14. Little girl, I say to you, get up. Mark 5, 41. Be opened. Mark 7, 34. It was a word that was still the medium. And in his case, we see the wholeness, for he was the word. John 1, 1. But there is the same wholeness in the first creation, for he was himself the creator. It was he who spoke the creating word at first. His words are the words of authority and power. This God and this Son of God still speaks to us. He does not keep silent, though our outer ears hear no sound. 1. He speaks to us in creation. This earth and these heavens are the echo of his voice. God speaks to us in each part of his handiwork. It is not nature's voice, as men say. It is the true, authentic voice of God. He speaks each day to us and is never silent. As he spoke at first, and the universe heard his voice, so he speaks to us now. Will we hear or not? 2. He speaks to us in the Word itself. This book embodies his words. Creation is the visible embodiment of his power and wisdom. It is the result of his words. His power came forth in speech as a channel or medium. This book of his is, in a different way, the effect of his speaking. It is his written wisdom and power. There is his voice to us. The thunder and tempest are his loud voice of grandeur. The sunshine and the gentle breeze are his still small voice. But deeper, clearer, keener, softer, and still more penetrating than all of these is his word. Men speak of the Bible being the thoughts of God, but not his words. As if you could speak of a certain piece of music apart from the notes that compose it, or of the sea apart from the drops that make it up. As if you might say that creation embodied the general purpose of God, but not any minute or special designs. That book is what it is because it contains the words of God. To our outer ear, God speaks to us, and through our outer ear, to our inner man. For it is through the Word and in connection with it that God communicates with us. That Word revives. Your Word has revived me. Psalm 119, 50. That Word produces faith. Faith comes from hearing. Romans 10, 17. That Word strengthens, comforts, heals, nourishes, and revives. It gets into contact with each part of our souls and works its own work there. And it does this because it is divine. No human words could be trusted to work the work in a human soul so unrestrictedly. It is not eloquence, poetry, nor argument, but something more than all these together. It is something peculiar and indescribable, which man could not have formed, and which he cannot understand, that makes it so suitable for the soul of a foolish and sinful man. 3. He speaks to us in providences. Let us listen reverently to everything that happens, and we will recognize a divine voice and divine words in everything. No providence is mute. No sorrow, joy, sickness, recovery, nor calamity, public or private, is mute. God said, sounds out from all of them. By them, God is pursuing us at every step, 
and constantly stretching out his hands to a disobedient and denying race. How articulate, how eloquent are the daily events of the most common life on earth! Yet we close our ears. Day unto day utters speech, yet we will neither interpret nor listen. And for he speaks to us by his Sabbaths. I mention this especially because of its connection with the creation. Each Sabbath is to us a silver trumpet speaking directly from God. It gives no uncertain sound. It speaks of grace, love, and rest. It is God's weekly invitation to the weary. He who would take from us our Sabbaths would silence the voice of God. That is how God speaks to us. Yet, deeper than all these is a divine and irresistible voice speaking to our inner man. Not separate from the Word, yet still distinct, the direct, sovereign, almighty voice of God by which the new creation is formed. Thus it is that out of many people hearing the same sermon or reading the same Bible, some believe and some do not believe. As in the old creation, so it is in the new. It is God that is the speaker and the worker. Behold, I am making all things new. Revelation 21, 5. The new creating words come from his lips to souls dead in sin. What noble and mighty things are words! Through them we wield the mind of our fellow man. We cannot operate on dead matter through them, as God can, but we can on living souls. What a responsibility is on us for our words! What a danger and sin there is in idle or evil words! Let our words always be true and holy.